from South Africa. I was born there. My mother is Arabian and my father is Irish English. I was brought up in South Africa. I never felt that I fitted in. And when I was 28 years old, I moved here with my my darling, wonderful husband, who basically helped me build my business, which was aesthetics and physiatrics. And that is in the beauty industry, everything you can think of in the beauty industry, from lecturing, having our own school, having a, a mobile beauty salon, as well as a beauty salon. I have 30 years experience in the aesthetician world and the physiatrics world and also lecturing in that along with being a philanthropist. way to success. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring live experiences. Today's guest, Tanya Carr, is the founder of Champagne Live Coaching, a professional coach for high-powered women. She has all the experience and tools needed to create the life you have always imagined. In this episode, Tanya will be sharing insights about her life and what led her to pursue a career in coaching. We will touch on her work journey and we promise to glean some success tips from her before we draw the curtain to a close. So listen to the end and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done that already. Hello, Tanya, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Sheila, thank you so much. I'm really privileged to be on your podcast because I know you have such a big queue waiting to be on your podcast and I really appreciate the invite. It's a delight to host you. I've uh, I think I've seen a synopsis of the story you're going to share today, and I'm particularly excited about it. You know, anytime somebody takes um, an experience they've been through, you know, quite a quite painful experience they've been through, and turn it around into something positive, for me, I think it is something we have to celebrate because it's not always easy to go through some of these challenges and come out whole, let alone turn it around into something positive. So I'm excited about what we're going to share today. But before we kick the ball rolling, in a nutshell, who is Tanya? Where does she come from? The basic information before we get it off. Oh, thank you for asking. I'm from South Africa. I was born there. My mother is Arabian and my father is Irish English. I was brought up in South Africa. I never felt that I fitted in. And when I was 28 years old, I moved here with my my darling, wonderful husband, who basically helped me build my business, which was aesthetics and physiatrics. And that is in the beauty industry, everything you can think of in the beauty industry, from lecturing, having our own school, having a, a mobile beauty salon, as well as a beauty salon. So... To cut it short, I have 30 years experience in the aesthetician world and the physiatrics world and also lecturing in that along with being a philanthropist along the way. And this is what brought me to where I am right now is my foundation of being a beauty therapist and teaching. And then of course, as you said earlier in your introduction, I had to turn the negative 
No, before in, we in go Hollywood. there, yeah, before we go, I'm excited about that one. But before we go there, I just caught something as you were talking. You said you never felt like you fitted in. Why did... Yes, I was born... Well, because of my um, culture, I wasn't a purebred Afrikaans, white, English, uh, South African girl. Yeah. Um, I had a mixed culture, and so I was called a mongrel. And um, I was treated and bullied in such a way. And so I, 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 I felt that I just wasn't able to feel at home. And I knew there was another calling. Yeah. Now let's go on to your story proper. So you, you had gone through a phase in your life that led you into coaching. Talk to us about the face. What happened? How you were able to pick yourself out of that and what you were able to make out of the experience? Yeah, in brief, 2018, on the 19th of December, my husband was rushed to hospital with a hemorrhage where he, within 24 hours, passed away. Because they couldn't understand what happened, the uncertainty of the circumstances, um, it wasn't a simple death, it wasn't a simple burial, and it wasn't a simple journey because of the circumstances. There had to be an investigation, an inquest. Um, his body was taken to Cardiff, and a coroner from Scotland Yard did um, his investigations. And so uh, four weeks after he passed away, I was able to, to bury him. Along with this, um, financially, assets were frozen. Um, my whole life was pulled from under me because of the investigation, because of the tightness of the grieving and the money. I lost my home. I became homeless for a while. And um, along with this, the dynamics of people's reaction to myself changed. Mm -hmm. And... Unfortunately, friends proved who they really were. Um, whether they did it from a point of view of not knowing how to handle the situation or help, I don't know. I can't judge, but I can only tell you the facts. And the facts are, and from a grieving point of view, I was very alone and isolated. So 2019, I was trying to find a home, trying to move, trying to grieve, um, going through the investigation, and, you know, the hearings and stuff like that. And then 2020... Who can't forget 2020? <laughs> I moved. So I moved into my new small, tiny little flat and um, January. And then I went and opened a new salon in February, which was going to be launched in April. And guess what happened between February yeah. and April? Yeah, COVID. COVID. <laughs> yes. So between... Don, losing my husband, the investigation, financially tied, homeless, moving, COVID, isolation, losing friends, being in this country by myself, without family, my family's all in South Africa. What what more can I say to you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tanya, that, I can just imagine... Because I've, you know, some of the things you've mentioned, I've been through a few. Obviously, we all experienced COVID. It, that alone wasn't an easy thing. 
to go through COVID alone and being alone wasn't easy. And at the time COVID came, you were grieving. So that will make it extra difficult for you. Aside that with all your friends, um, not being there for you. Just today, I was talking to somebody about friends and about human beings and the fact that you can never ever understand the way we operate as human beings it's difficult you know you we can never wrap our head around it the way we we are at, as human beings but then i believe that is what makes us human beings it shows that we are not perfect you get it but the good thing yeah but the good thing is for us to realize when we make our mistakes and correct them Obviously, we'll make mistakes as human beings, but for us to accept when we make our mistakes, realize and then correct them, that's the good thing that we can. But as human beings, as it is, um, we would continue to make mistakes for us to only learn. That is why we have the podcast, you know, to share some of these things, because sometimes people do things and they don't even know the effect it will have on the other person so when somebody listens to some of these things and then we'll be able to resonate with some of the things we've shared and we'll say oh so does that mean when i did this to the other lady was that how she felt was that an impact and maybe from there be able to you know change the way we do things so i'm excited we shared this but how were you able to pick yourself up because this looks like a huge thing you've been in how were you able to pick up yourself from everything you've shared with us to now coaching people and not just people you coach high powered women and I'll be asking you why high powered women. But before that, how were you able to bring yourself to this point of coaching others? So with human beings, yeah. we have, we have simple needs and we have, fundamental needs and we have complex needs exactly. and we need water to survive we need air to survive and we need food yeah. so i had that i had all of that through through covid yeah. and i just thought if i hang on tight to those three needs and appreciate them and so i started doing drinking more water okay. and started feeling better I started breathing deeply mm. and mm. developed, which I'll show you later, and I'd love you to do this with me in the audience, okay. called the Ballerina Breathe. Oh, okay. And I I owe the name to my wonderful friend, Dr. Hind Bohair. And um, so those are the three basic needs. And then we've got the need for love. We've got the need for growth. Yeah. We've got the need to be significant. Mm -hmm. We've got the need to connect, but we've got the need for certainty and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And so they each have different degrees. And so champagne, life coaching, mm -hmm. which is represented of celebration. Yeah. I, I decided that through, I'm either going to face the darkness mm -hmm. or I'm going to face the light. Mm -hmm. And just decided to face the light. And I thought, how am I going to do this? So every day I started recording. I started recording how to fulfill those needs. Certainty, uncertainty, connection, significance, growth, love. And then I found that there was two others that we needed as well. Now, I know Tony Robbins mentions the six yeah. I've mentioned to you, mm. but I'd like to add two others, and that is the ability to have free will, mm. autonomy. Mm. 
throughout history, everybody's fighting for the will to use their own rights and to make their own decisions. Autonomy. Yeah. 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 Whether you're in the family, whether you're in the business, whether you're in government, whether you're wherever you are, we're looking for autonomy. And so there's this high priority is autonomy, and that is to exercise our right to free will. Yeah. And then the other need that we have is to find meaning and life, meaning in life, and to find the purpose of why we're here. And so, of course, um, many people have crossed seas, fought wars, you know, sacrificed their life for those two things. Yeah. Yeah. And then on an individual basis, going through what I was going through, COVID, yeah. um, the indignity of, of, of going through a hearing, if you just need to find a way to express your autonomy, your free will. And I thought, well, you can either come across as aggressive hmm. or you can come across as celebrating. Yeah. And then I thought deep. I thought deeply about the word celebrate. And when you look at celebrate, it's a, it's a, it has a deep root of gratitude. Mm. Anybody who's celebrating anything is deeply grateful yeah. for whatever. If they succeeded, mm. or if they're celebrating something, an occasion, a wedding, whatever it is, it's it's grateful. It's gratitude. And so I thought, if I start every day recording. The gratitude of certainty. Yeah. There's there's certainty that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. There's certainty. There's, there's certainty that COVID is going to be tomorrow. Mm. That's when I was living in it. Mm. The certain, the uncertainty is that we don't know where we would go, where we were going. We don't. We didn't know if we were going to come out of it. And I just thought, find gratitude in that. And. I started recording how to find gratitude in the negative things of life. Yeah. And the funny thing about that was, for example, um, how do you celebrate or find gratitude in the death of your husband? Yeah. How do you find gratitude and celebrate the fact that people are suffering during COVID? Yeah. And so this started to perplex me and, 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 and I, used, I thought, can you really find gratitude and celebrate in these terrible times? And then I thought, well, it's obviously terrible that Don's died. It's terrible what's happening to me. But what would he want for me? What would I have to believe in order to feel better what would i have to believe in order to make myself happier and so i i started asking myself deep questions and answering them what would i have to believe in order to succeed what is more empowering than feeling negative and and and, and listening to all mm. the negativity mm. and so questions started coming and when i started to write down the questions to all these things i i didn't know at that stage that I was developing a module called Celebrate, which celebrates the framework and mm -hmm. each letter is a module. So with all this information and answering all these questions, 
I had books and books of records of how to live every day through uncertainty, negativity, um, feeling scared, feeling alone, feeling lonely, and facing all the things that you face, you don't want to face. Yeah. And then, and then I got a coach the beginning of this year, and my coach helped me take all those records and put it into a framework called Celebrate. Mm. And each letter stands for a pillar, and each pillar has support units and tools. Mm. So, for example, the C mm-hmm. in Celebrate mm-hmm. stands, for sh- stands for Champagne. Mm. And then the first three letters of champagne stands for credibility, honesty, and affinity, which I'll go back to later and show mm. you how I use those three things to get me through uncertainty and certainty and to grow and, and to be more loving towards myself and others. Mm. 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 And that's how champagne life coaching was born I don't teach you how to drink champagne or encourage you to get drunk, drunk. on champagne, but it's a, it's a symbol for celebrating all the good and bad in our lives and turning turning opportunity into rewards and success. Mm. A few things kept coming into my head, and it's like I've I've had it a number of times, and I've read it from places that our body is made up of nerves. And those nerves are very responsive. And sometimes when we wake up and unconsciously, you know, we say things and not even take them deep. Like, I'm really tired. We just say like we've thrown it off like that. I'm just, I'm tired. I don't feel myself today. I don't, I'm not, I'm not in the mood. You know, negative words like that. And then our nerves pick them up. Oh, that's what she's saying. She's tired. And then your nerves start working towards tiredness. So your day has already started off on a, on a bad note it's just like putting negative words out there which are becoming effective you know unconsciously becoming effective and making you feel the way you said you feel so it's like we are what we say we are so if you say you're happy you'll be happy if you say you're sad you'll be sad that is why sometimes when we say negative things, when we are going through a lot. So I, I always say when you are going through so much and you don't have anything to say, just praise for me. I'll just praise or I'll just have a song and dance to it rather than saying, I feel like killing myself. I'm too tired. I want to give up. You know, words like that. I'll hardly want to say that. Rather, I'll play a, a positive, inspiring song. So lift me up, you know, and then, and as you were talking, that came, kept coming to me as a, a way of turning something around positively. So I wanted to chip this in as you were talking, because I felt that was coming up. So like positive affirmation to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. It goes a long way to um, turn things around. But why high powered women? And why do you work with only women? Because everybody goes through something and everybody needs to be helped. So why did you choose to only um, offer your service to high-powered women or women? Very good question. And I'm going to be delighted to answer that. First of all, during this 
COVID isolation yeah. grieving period, mm. I realized for the first time in my life that because I opted out of not having children in the beginning of my career, yeah. and then as my career as my career went on, and I was heading towards my my I was heading towards forty, mm-hmm. we tried um, IVF, but that did not work. So I sit without children. I'm middle aged. I have no children. I have no grandchildren. And I thought to myself, well, am I the only woman out there who had sacrificed 30 years of my life from leaving school and then all of a sudden you realize you want children and then you can't have children? So I started doing research and the research was phenomenal that I was not alone. There's a lot of women who studied law to be doctors, to be um, executives, CEOs and of big companies. Mm -hmm. And they went to university, spent years in university. Then they went to uh, get a job. And the first thing that was said to them was, do you have children? No. Okay. Um, Are you planning on having children? No, tick. Okay, you can come and join the company. Mm. So that was, you know, 25 years ago. That's not like it is today, of yeah. course. So from people from my generation mm. that are now sitting in their late 40s and 50s, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't have children at work because you couldn't get a good job. You yeah. wouldn't be employed. Yeah. So... There was a lot of women fitting into the bracket who were able to juggle work, executive directing, CEOs, Mm. and have children, and a husband, and and make a success of it. Mm. But very few and far Mm. between, Mm. because the majority of them was sitting where I am. You reach 50, you look around, you've worked hard all your life. And for a woman, you had to work harder. Of course. I'm sorry to say, not being biased, mm. but it's true. Yeah. And, and even even harder for a black woman, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. woman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the research was phenomenal. And so I thought, well, they are unsung heroes. Nobody's talking about these women who've sacrificed 25 years of their life, sitting alone, no husband, no children. Mm. Women like me. Yeah. And um, so I thought, let me build my experience Mm -hmm. and what I've gone through and got through Mm -hmm. around these women. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I chose high-powered women because I kind of have a lot in common with them. Yeah, yeah. And why women only? Let's be honest, Mm -hmm. ladies, Mm -hmm. when you... 40, yeah. 45, we start going in what they call perimenopause. Mm. Mm. And whether we like it or whether we don't like it, it starts to affect our work, our emotions, how we feel, how we go along, the aches, the pains. Mm. Everybody's experiencing mm. it differently. Different. And last year, there was a big thing about, mm. especially in the UK, mm. on helping women go through menopause. menopause. But 
not many women had that before. So obviously myself fitting into that section of my life, which I'm proud of, mm -hmm. which I'm going to embrace, mm -hmm. I felt as a woman helping other women, I could help them with their hormones because I'm in the beauty, aesthetics, physiatrics, reflexology, aromatherapy side, mm. and all the natural and holistic side, using that to back up our hormones at different times of our cycle and different times of the perimenopause or menopause, that would infuse into their work along with the Celebrate formula. M may I give you an example? Yeah. Okay, so... There are two main hormones that women have, and that's estrogen and progesterone. Okay. Yes, we have testosterone and other hormones, but on the whole, the biggest hormones that we have running through our body is estrogen mm. and progesterone mm. and oxytocin. Mm. Okay? So they all have a role to play. Mm. But of course, when you start going into perimenopause, mm. these hormones start to fluctuate at different levels, which can have an influence on our mood, can have an influence on our work, can influence how we feel and how we react to people. So progesterone is the nurturing hormone. It's the unconditional hormone that, because when you think of a woman, she needs progesterone to fall pregnant yeah. and then that nurtures the baby mm. and that nurturing helps the baby to grow and it's unconditional i mean you're housing this baby for nine months yeah. it's unconditional love yeah no rent no rent is paid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah uh, and, and so if that hormone is high she goes to work in a very feminine state mm. but because she's because she's got so much stress, mm -hmm. she starts to build adrenaline and testosterone, which starts to lower those hormones. So you cannot have a high testosterone-driven woman accomplishing things if her progesterone and her estrogen is high. Mm. You, can't, you can't. She has to have testosterone, which puts her into a state of drive. But if she has... If she lives in her testosterone day after day, 20 years, it causes infertility. Exactly. Because I nearly asked you, testosterone is more in the men than in women, isn't it? That is why women who are highly driven don't have the mindset of I, wouldn't, I don't want to say settle down because most highly driven women are settled down but don't want to have a family. Or even if they want to have a family, they don't want a big family. You see them have just one child, maximum two. They don't want to have, you know, because the mindset is... And I get where you're coming from. I remember when, when I came out of uni, I went to do my national service and as I was leaving, my whole mindset was to go and do my masters to go and do my masters and the thing was to get my transcripts and my um, reference letters as i was leaving so that yeah. i don't have to come back to campus and then you'll have to go and look for your file it's a long process so just when i ended my national service back home we will call it national service i ended seven as a kind of junior lecture i went to 
get it. And I remember one of my senior lecturers as a woman said, what are you looking for your transcripts and your reference letters for? Go and get married and start having a family. That is why you, you all of you don't want to marry. You know, she talks like that. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. But my whole mindset at the time, was either to do go and do my masters or start a business of my own seriously getting married was not on my list it wasn't and at the time whether i got married or didn't get married whether i had children it wasn't a big deal like it wasn't on the top of my list at the time but you know fortunately or unfortunately that all of those plans didn't come for me you know going off to do my masters or starting a business all of that was so tiring and difficult for me. I was still pursuing it, but it was difficult. And I was yeah. growing and growing. So I, I, I met my husband when I was 31. Then at 32, yeah. I had my son. So I was thinking, no, okay, at this point, I think I have to look at marriage first. You see, it just switched for me. But if work had come through for me the way I wanted. I don't think I'll be having children. I don't know. Probably by now, do you have children? Because once you start having, I'll call them babies, like having a job, which is like a yeah. baby, you want to develop it, nurture it, and see it become fruitful. And you don't have time for having a baby, like a proper baby, because you already have a baby you are nurturing, which is your job, and you cannot make room for another human being, which is now proper baby. So. I get where you're coming from and from what you're saying yeah. as you keep building your your um career up or your business up your testosterone keeps building up and that drives you to keep pursuing your career or your goal and in the end if you are not careful you would not have children because your whole mindset is switched towards and i like the way that the conversation has gone at this point what advice will you give to anybody listening to us who is goal driven we are not saying don't pursue your goals but who is goal driven what can we say should they draw the balance yeah yeah that's why you see that um my motto is to accelerate growth through feminine insights of strength yeah did you notice i didn't say feminine energy yeah i was going to ask you I saw what exactly you meant yeah. by feminine inside. But since you're talking about, let's talk about it now. Great. Lovely. So insight basically comes from the root word to look in. Yeah. To have the eye within. Yeah. Female eye within. Yeah. So if you are aware of when your testosterone is going up and how it feels, when you're aware, when if you're aware of how to use breathing, drinking of water and food mm. and certain qualities that build progesterone and estrogen, yeah. that insight will help you handle creativity mm. and innovation because you see the juxtaposition here and the contradiction is that male energy is to drive, to move forward, to be focused. Yeah. Female energy is to flow, mm -hmm. to create, yeah. and to innovate. Mm. So when a woman is in an executive position, she has to do both of those things. As mm. an executive director, she needs to be able to direct. She needs to be able to focus. She needs to be goal-oriented. She needs to be mission-obliged. you know, obliged. 
and she also needs to be team oriented but then she needs to build the dream she needs to build the dream of the company the product yeah. the service yeah, yeah. so she needs like you say synchronization yeah. harmony yeah. equity yeah. in of those two hormones and that's where celebrate comes in and mm. especially the first three letters of champagne which supports mm. c in mm. celebrate mm. and that is credibility mm-hmm. honesty mm. and affinity mm. and so in short credibility with herself not just what other people find credible about her yeah. she has to look inside and be credible with herself in other words she's able to build up a testimonial within herself that she knows when she's being to male she knows how to come into the female and go out come into her male and go out she knows how to use it and this yeah. is the problem you asked what advice do i have for women the advice that i have is to be able to learn how to use your different energies at different particular times and also to maximize maximize when you are ovulating yeah. because when you are ovulating you can create more because your progesterone and sorry your estrogen is so high and when a woman's estrogen is high her energy hmm. to create is very high because at that hmm. point in time she should be conceiving yeah but hmm. you can't conceive every month for the rest of your life yeah so there must be a reason why we weren't created that only one time during the year like some animals mm. are ready to conceive yeah. we can we have this creative energy every single month and to maximize that to maximize when you are more creative and to set your diary in line if possible mm. with tasks that need creativity during those times okay yeah mm. And then when you need to nurture your team mm. because the first part the first part of the month you are not as nurturing as you are when you just finished ovulation ovulation because you are high in progesterone and then you can nurture you can have this unconditional giving yeah. and that's when you can nurture your team mm. so set your team building and your team nurturing as an executive the second part of your cycle mm. because you'll be more able to do it so you'll be working in line with your hormones you'll have this feminine insight and that's basically what I teach women and that's why I I'm not biased against men I get a lot of men wanting to be coached by me and I'm happy to do it and I might just open that avenue up in the future but right now I just think I need to stay true and loyal to these amazing unsung heroes the executive directors CEOs founders women who need special special care and love from my coaching and then we celebrate exactly wow 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 Now how can we make our fears fear us? <laughs> When I read it, it, it it was it sounded good in my ears because I like the rhyme in there. But then I sat and I yeah. thought of it. I said, "Wow, this is deep. To make yeah. your fear fear you so deep. How can we do that?" 
Right. So I, all my life, I feared losing my husband. I married him when I was 20. I feared losing him. Mm. I feared ever going to court, being ever convicted or, yeah. or ever accused of anything horrible. Yeah. I was always a goody teachers. I loved obeying the rules. I feared being alone. Mm. I feared not having friends. And boom, within a period of two, three years, mm. I had all my fears hitting me one, 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 not one here and one there, all of them all at once. And um, so I developed that formula, obviously with the God-given brain that I've got, I don't take all the credit, um, that the F stands for, first of all, mm. face it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't run away, face it. Mm. Then the E stands for embrace the message so for example if you fear death like i did i feared my husband dying Mm. the message is the message is that you fear being alone yeah um i I feared the loneliness what's the message Mm. the message is to find ways to not be lonely i feared um losing friends the message was Learn to be your own friend. Exactly. I like that one. So embrace the message because with each um, fear, there's a message. So it's face the fear, think of what the message is and embrace it and mm. then accept. Acceptance. Accepting that fear is where you need to be. In other words, it's your guide. A messenger it's a counselor it's on your side mm. and then lastly the R is to reconnect with yourself to relive a life that you deserve and just to be reborn in whatever you need to be reborn in so if you follow those four steps yeah. and we show you with tools how to go through each step mm. At the end of the day, the fear fears you. You make the fear fear you in the sense that the fear runs away from you, yeah. and it's no more fear. Yeah. So I don't, I don't fear being alone mm. because I've learned to live alone. I've learned to love myself more and be my own friend. I don't need friends. It'll be nice if they are my friends. Mm. I'm happy without them, but I'm happier with mm. them. Um, I've learned that you don't need a man in your life, but it would be great if there was a loving yeah. companion. Yeah. But I've learned to embrace all the messages and to live a life where I'm more fulfilled, have more happier, able to to face anything. And I use that as my measuring line. When I fear something, I go, okay, right, so it's F-E-A-R. Find out where you are, what you're doing, what, what's going on here. Embrace the message. Accept that it's your guide. And start to relive a proper life. Because when you fear something, you're living either in the past or you're living in the maybe of what will be the future. Yeah. You're not living, yeah. you're not living in the now. Yeah. And you're missing out on the now. In a few weeks, you know, the t- time really 
flies in a few weeks we'll be crossing over to 2023 i want to ask you from the beginning of the year all the things you wanted to accomplish were you able to accomplish them and if you were what was your greatest achievement oh oh my word you know this has been the best year of my entire life wow. i you know i've accomplished more than i ever thought i would first of all the beginning of the year i hired a coach okay i i, I really you cannot go in this world today without a coach or a mentor mm. so i hired a, co a coach and had a mentor mm. and it literally changed my life the ability to accomplish things i my business went online mm. my business went worldwide yeah and um, yeah. i've met the most amazing people i've met celebrities wow. i've coached celebrities mm. um i i i've also being in the presence of pageant winners um you know it's just been amazing and and, and the biggest achievement for me mm. is not about the money it's not about the success it's yeah. not about the status but it was the ability to make a better friend with me yeah yeah. I I didn't real I didn't realize mm. how much I didn't love myself, care yeah. for myself, yeah. believe in myself. Yeah. And I learned that everything physical can be taken away from you. Your physical person that you mm. love, the physical house, the physical mm. uh, everything physical can be taken away. Isolation, everything. Mm. But who can take away your heart? No one. Who can take away your mind? Mm -mm. So everybody out there is all about investing in money and stuff. Fine, I don't say anything bad about that because I do it myself. But invest more in your heart and your mind because at the end of the day, if we lose the economy, we lose stability worldwide, yeah. You still have this. You still have that. You still have that. If you had one word for our audience, what would that be? Celebrate. Celebrate. Good. Good. And I totally agree with you. Celebrate. Every step of the way, celebrate. Because life is short. Isn't it? So celebrate. Yes. Yeah. We would like to say a massive thank you, um, Tanya, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. Sheila, I've thoroughly enjoyed, but more important, I think the audience will benefit from this. And please, you know, let's broadcast the message that women need feminine insight and the balance between male and female in their jobs to be healthy, to project well-being, yeah. and to leave a legacy behind them. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Women need to leave legacies behind. If you've been listening in, this is Season 2, Episode 71 of our podcast series where we've been bringing seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you'll discover a way to make your fears fear you. 
See you at the top. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.